Hello, I'm Danny Robbins, and this is Ghost Huns. You know, if, if you were going to be haunted by that, you'd want to ideally slow it down, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, no. yeah. Why waste yeah, your time? Yeah. You know you're going to be mine. Yeah, it's, not like... it's not creepy, is it? it? It's a very upbeat track to be haunted by. <laughs> yeah. Makes it even creepier. Let's have a look. That is... Like, oh, my God, it's, it's a, a severed finger. It's a, yes, it's a lucky Danny. Yeah. I... You've got yeah, a dirty we, Ouija well, board. We, we, dirty Ouija board. We had a dirty... Susie's dirty Ouija board. Yeah. It's <laughs> that, now, that's a podcast, isn't it? Yeah, welcome to Dirty Ouija board. <laughs> Danny Robbins. Hello. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. The requests have been off the wall. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the ideal collab when you get yes. Danny on. It's been non-stop. People, the people want it and you're here. Thank you so much. I am here. You've taken a break from your very busy tour. I've got two days off, yeah. So, been... You've decided to oh, come and spend yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry you're I'm here. I'm spending all yeah. two days here. I'm not leaving. <laughs> Don't leave. For... We're doing a 10, ep- 10, for... 10 episodes. 48 hours of ghost hunts. Um, uh, yeah, no, I've been travelling around. I've just come from Swindon. I'm off to Poole in Dorset oh, next. But, wow. Uh, off up to Scotland uh, next week. So Selling yeah. out. All. I mean, are there any tickets left? L- there's a few. I there's think you, few. if you want to go to Inverness, Darlington or Guildford, then oh. you can get in. But um, I mean, yeah, it's it's been really fun. It's brilliant. And I, I'm sure, like you, I kind of think of my podcast as a conversation, as, yes. as one half yeah. of a conversation. Yeah. And to have that conversation in the room with real people is lovely. Yeah. Normally it's on social media, but here we are in a, in a theatre and people are telling me their ghost stories and coming up with their questions and theories. And yeah, it's been amazing. Oh, it's, nice. it's so, it, I mean, we've done a couple of live shows now. And it's so, it's when, it, it's when your baby comes to life, really, isn't it? It's like, that's your... You can see Quite how many surreal. people it is, yeah. yeah I think. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you is. have a rider? We've Ooh. never. We normally I, do our own riders, Danny. It's quite sad because I've, 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 I've never <laughs> had know, one. Grigio. I have. I have. I have comedy riders. <laughs> do you? But I don't have. Do you actually? Yeah. If they're offering. Well, it's normally wine. Wine. Yeah. Wine. A Pinot Grigio. A Pinot Grigio. Do you get asked for your rider? Well, no. I mean, this is the thing. I've I've never asked and never oh. been given. And someone said to me the other day, "Why don't you have a rider?" And I was like. Why don't I have a rider? You should what? have a rider. What? No I mean, the, the other rules. night, if you want to know how unglamorous this is, the other night I went out in the pouring rain to the local Tesco to get my <laughs> bottle of Huel, my liquid food, and my. Oh, you're not yeah. a Huler, Danny. Oh, oh, I, Danny, I, we're going to stop this now. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, shame. I know, it's horrible. But, uh, and, um, a meal in a bottle. You know, and like my Lovely. banana and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Coming back yeah. drenched, wet, went on stage wet and soggy. And I was like, why, why haven't why? I been insisting yeah. on like. No, we. We, foie gras you, and a Caesar to, salad. You, know? you need to be more of a diva, Dan. I also yeah. we did on our last live show. We did a um, we did a love potion because we do a section called "We Get Haunted," so you don't have to yeah. um, try and contact the dead. And um, I did. <laughs> I was blase. I was doing a yeah, just, you know lovely. We were I was doing a love potion in a massive pumpkin outfit, so I had to go to Tesco and buy 
like wine, chocolate, prawn cocktail, crisps. It was pretty minging, love potion, basil. And all. I was like, why am I? This is not glamorous in the slightest. Did, did you chuck any Huel in there or not? <laughs> Next time. No, I think, that's no I think it might actually be made with the dead, Huel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does taste of like actually In the way, in the, way the Victorians kind of yeah. took mummy, mummy dust and kind of yeah, made things like that. that's exactly It is vile. <laughs> it is so vile. I just Even cannot. on the adverts, they're like, mm, doesn't this look amazing? Yeah. However, like, if Huel would like <laughs> yes, to sponsor yeah. the podcast, yeah. we love it. It's, it's, it's been designed for like a world where we never stop working, like where yeah. you're chained to your desk or the kind of gig economy kind of thing. You know, you you food on the move. You just yeah. drink your food. Do you reckon you would be one of those people that you take that little pill that would just give you meal for the entire day if you could just swallow it and you're done? No, I, I'm the sort of person who I, I would rather eat nice food. You oh, know, good. I, 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 I sort of you know I, I would take no food over horrible food in a way. Like, yeah. you know, I, I'll, I'll wait until I can get that nice food or that nice coffee. Yeah. Or whatever, so know. the Huel just yeah. tied you over until you can have yeah, the nice meal. Yeah. Well, I know the, the Huel is just I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> touring is weird. Like I've just you know been yeah. eating rubbish food and you know it's yeah. Comedy, comedy is a very similar vibe. Is that you will eat every product that Ginsters has ever made <laughs> in a day. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Ginsters or Ginsters? I, oh, I, see, I'd always thought Ginsters. Like, maybe it is Ginsters. Let's call the whole thing I off. Think, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I t- I'm, I'm too G- worried about getting wrong. I say I'm so certain on some things, and then yeah. I'm proven wrong. I'm e- email in now, Ginsters or Ginsters. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I feel like a band at the moment. I, I, I've yeah. always wanted to be in a band. I, I I had so many rock star dreams. I was in a band <laughs> as a kid um, called Structure of the Nephron, which was a, a, oh a bit God. of your kidneys that you had to draw. And in biology class, we drew the structure of the nephron. I was like, that's a great name for a band. It's not at all. But anyway. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think but, it sounds quite Egyptian. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, anyway, oh, we, start that we were like, hello, we are Structure of the Nephron. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I had a song called Kill Your Dog for Satan. Oh, um, nice. Um, no, don't kill your dog for Satan. <laughs> no, but that's a true, like, performed it on stage I was terrible I can't sing at all I'm, I'm so unmusical that you know in like a play <laughs> or a pantomime when you have to clap along with the songs yeah. I can't do that I have to air clap I have to pretend <laughs> to oh, clap really? to avoid embarrassment <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Um, I, I, it's a bit more embarrassing to yeah. this, I think. So, so I'm just so unmusical. And so this, for me, the uncanny tour is me living my rock star dreams. In a, oh, do in you a... have a musical section? No, no, no. But they, it's just, you know, I, you know I, I, uncanny I out... the musical, I'd watch that. I, I, yes, me too. But I would, I, I'd, I'd come out in a cloud of dry ice and, and that's me living my rock star dreams. You know what? It's I never can't... too late, Danny. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that might be the next, the next uh, thing. Um, is... Yeah. I wanted to t- I wanted to touch on because um, we're comedians and I believe that yes. you dabbled or were you you're a stand up comic I, I, you're a stand up comic. yeah I more than dabbled I did a lot I mean I, I started when I was about 16 years old um, really performing Bloody in the uh, pubs and clubs of the North East I grew up in Newcastle and um I was performing around, like, you know, Newcastle, Middlesbrough, Hartlepool, wow. Sunderland, Darlington, all these kind of places. At the age, of, that sounds uh, early. 16, to be put 17, to work 18. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. I was like a, uh, you know, that's what they do in the northeast. You know, sort of child labour. You yeah. get them out, put out early. There, so now, you know, <laughs> get up on that stage, lad. Do some, yeah. do some stuff. Like that joke, uh, lad. But um, uh, I, um, I, I was friends with Ross Noble, who you will yes, uh, yeah, yeah. know of, and um, and he was this kind of wunderkind. He was like this kind of Mozart of stand-up comedy. You know, performing in venues where he was too young to drink but just kind of blowing people away and I tagged along and I was his support act for a bit doing wow. some of these pubs and um, 
And yeah, it was it, I, a kind of baptism of fire. If you can do that, then I guess, you know, you, you can do anything. Stand up stands you in good stead, doesn't it? Yes, every, everything is easy in comparison to, you know, if you're in the middle of a Toby Carvery doing <laughs> comedy <laughs> to three people who absolutely do not oh, want God, you there. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. That's, um, There's nothing yeah. worse than doing comedy to people who are eating. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I once did a, an after dinner speech to uh, a conference of clergy people um, who um, it was like the it was like the lights didn't work, so they couldn't see me, and they were all eating and they were ignoring me, and that's probably the the most ignored and the worst <laughs> I've ever felt in my life. You know? <laughs> like, um, but you know what? Yeah. After you come off, you're like nothing will be as bad. No, it's very nothing true. Nothing will be no. as bad. Very as true. So would you ever go back to it? Um, well, I, you know, I sort of feel like I channel my inner stand-up when I'm doing yeah. this show now. And I think, like, you know, as you do in your show, like, I, I use humour. Yes, And course, I think it's important, yeah. you know, you, you, to talk about this subject, which could be very dark, yes. you know, the subject of death and, and yeah. frightening things. You know, I think humour is important. And I remember really clearly, actually, going to see The Woman in Black when I was a teenager and... Every time people screamed and jumped, the next thing they did was laughed. Yeah. Yes, and I noticed that. And I thought, yeah. wow, that's an amazing thing. It's our response to yeah. jeopardy, to fear. We want yeah, to laugh, we want to reassure ourselves. And I, in my play, 222, A Ghost Story, I mix comedy and fear. And I think I do it in Uncanny as well. And, and Definitely. And I think it's just, it's humanity. It's yeah. what we it's need. We need a, light and dark. Yeah, it's such we, a perfect marriage, though, because you're right. It's something that's going to happen to every single one of us. And it's if you can kind of if you can kind of just take it in and embrace it mm. and laugh and you know it, it's it 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 just changes the game really and I think a lot of people feel that way which is why mm. people so love ghost interesting podcasts. fact uh, me and Hannah actually like bonded over two twenty two a ghost story oh, right. I was like okay. it's so good you have to yeah. see it because we were obsessed with the woman in black I've like, seen it like three times oh have you okay. yeah well I came to the came to the PR night. Oh yeah, and okay. I saw you there from afar. Yeah, yeah. Come and say well, well, the, the, creepy, the, the very first it? one with Lily. It Lily was, Allen. No, it was when when was it, it was no Cheryl. No, okay, when Cheryl. Went, yeah, yeah. All night for Cheryl. Yeah. Um, and that was I was just standing. I did see you, Danny. It sounds a bit creepy, but please don't um, call the police. <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> yeah, but I was. Um, and it's just it's it's again the set. It's such a great play for anyone that hasn't seen it. You've got to go and see it. The it's end fantastic. Is superb. But I've always the said when when Women in Black um, ended. I just thought, this is a no-brainer. It was yeah. so good being in a theatre, getting spooked to hell, yeah. jump scares and all of that. Mm. And I just, I saw that five times when I was a teenager. And like one of the times I just went with my friend and we just shut our eyes and closed our ears during the bits that we knew right. were going to be scary. Why did we go and spend our money? I don't know. <laughs> it, but we were so obsessed with it. It's great. And you know yeah. what? It, it, it works so well to scare people in a theatre. And I think it's way more visceral than a film. Yeah. There's something yeah. about being surrounded by actual bodies and grabbing onto people and, and yeah. you know, just that... that I mean the magic, the magic of theatre, the way it kind of um, brings it to life for you in a very visceral way. But before Two Twenty Two came out, I could feel this kind of this wave of distrust from like the critical establishment about like oh a ghost yeah. play and oh you know something that deals with genre horror play and. Um, and you know, thankfully, we came out and we surprised people, and people liked it. And now, you know, there's lots of lots. Of, I look around, I see so many ghost plays mm, touring the country. Yeah. Or like, you know, the Enfield Haunting is coming to the West End, and I think yes. hopefully we've sort of opened the door that this is okay again. Because I think, I think so. there was a kind of definite sniffiness about it, and, it, and it's so silly because every time a really good scary play comes out, like Ghost Stories mm. by Andy Nyman, yes, Jeremy that was Dyson, so good. Uh, yeah, you know, Woman in Black, The Weir by Colin McPherson. If people don't know that one, that's another brilliant, brilliant. frightening play. Oh, but it's 
like breaking. every decade one comes out and it's brilliant, but then we sort of collectively forget and we sort of think, oh, that doesn't work. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think you've put Paranormal back on the map. You're the Beyonce of the Paranormal well, world. Very kind. <laughs> you really and truly are. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll coin that. Uh, <laughs> So take you can that, have that on, you your on a t-shirt oh. if you want, Danny. I, I love it. I love it. Um, I think you know. I think people have wanted to talk about this. I, I, someone came up to me the other night at a book signing, and they said, "Why haven't we been talking about this?" Mm. They were like, mm. "You know, back in the seventies, eighties, there were these shows like Arthur C. Clarke and Strange but True that you know people of a certain age will remember." And you know, but after that, like most of the paranormal content that we've consumed in our lifetimes has been packaged in a, in, a, in a way that's very sensationalist. It's that kind of night vision cameras and screaming yeah. and mediums channeling spirits on command just in time for the commercial break. You know? yeah. um, and, you know, it's fun. And, and I, you know, I'm not knocking those shows. They're entertaining and they're fun. But it, it's, you know, it, it's a certain f form of it that plays to the, the converted, if you like, preaches to the converted. Absolutely, it's it's yeah. just for the people who really, really believe in that and it yeah. never questions any of it. Yeah. And I think taking it back to a kind of thing where you know, sceptics and believers alike can talk about this and debate stuff and where you're kind of probing these mysteries. And, the, the, you know, there's deep, dark mysteries of UFOs and, mm. and yeah. ghosts and all and that kind of thing. the human stories behind them as yeah, well. Just yeah, find yeah. it Because it's, yeah. it's all the psychological aspects. Yeah. It's grief. It's heartbreak. Totally, it's, totally. You know, and, and it's, you know, it's what every religion ever created was founded on, trying to make sense of what happens to us when we die and, and why we are here. Yeah. So after you've done, you've obviously, you know, haunted, you've done the Enfield, sorry, yeah, the, no, the Battersea Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now Uncanny. Do you are you any closer to believing? Because you're you're a, you're a skeptic who wants yeah, it to be true. Yeah, that's what I would right? say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the short answer is yes. I would say. I mean, I, I think if you listen to me, if you listen to Haunted, the first show I did, which kind of that was spawned from my research for Two Twenty Two, a ghost story. I was just mm. asking around on social media for stories, and people started sending them to me, and I was like, God, this, this is amazing. Got to do something with this. But I, I think you hear a more skeptical me in that show, and I think. You know, Battersea was a kind of huge kind of uh, shift for me, um, and um, yeah, a kind of watershed moment, I guess. And um, and yeah, I, I the closest I get to saying I believe is saying that I cannot explain yeah. these stories. You know, people send me these stories, and you know, I guess I wouldn't be telling them if I could explain them. But yeah, um, but yeah. you know, it, it troubles me that, and I think. You know, you, you you were talking before we started about getting sent stories that frighten you. Yeah, I think. You know, what frightens me is the implications of it. It, it. You know, that idea that that there is something more out there yeah. and that maybe we do come back. And, you know, the idea of if we come back, how we come back is... And why we come big back. Big and yeah. terrifying. And, and why yeah, would yeah. we come back to scare the shit out of the people that yeah. we love? Totally. That, why are we doing that? Yeah. Oh, I would. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I would absolutely... I'd do it all. I'd be rattling the coat hangers and what. I'd be pulling it... <laughs> Pulling the bed sheets. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so Vomiting great. ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. I can't wait. Well, um, Danny, uh, we've got we've got a tarot section. We, I mean, we've kicked off the podcast already. Yes, But if you would do us the honour of just focusing on the cards and just seeing which one calls to you and then pick one out, pop it on the stand and then we can... I'll look in my... Um, the key to the tarot. Can I tell or you... Or do you not believe in this? Can I tell you that I'm genuinely nervous about this because, really um, I you know I I mean I'm ridiculously superstitious to the to the point really? to, a, to a kind of ludicrous point where I used to like not walk on drains and kind of brush my teeth yeah. in a certain way because I thought it would bring me good luck um and 
even though I would describe myself as as sceptically minded, like the idea of doing a Ouija board, for instance, totally yeah. freaks really? me the shizzle out. And um, <laughs> and, um, and and tarot, I don't know, just there's we something don't have that feels slightly daunting about it. Because what what the tarot will bring is. Uh, energy to what this podcast will be. Nothing on yeah. you. It won't stick on you. Yeah. What if I draw death? Then? No, death's a good thing. Death's rebirth. Death's a good card. It's rebirth. Although, listen... Because you said you're going for a haircut. Maybe yeah. that's what it could mean. Yeah. But Actually... I could die during my haircut. You know. <laughs> oh, you I mean, could. One false move with those scissors, you know. It's completely up to you. Do not feel forced to do it. Could you draw one for me? Yes, but I'll tell Go you what we will do yeah. before that. We've got your little gifts. Oh, okay, we wow. Do. And this might... Um, this might help you. So we've got you. We we've got you. We 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 don't have many guests. We only pick the creme de la creme. Okay, to come on this way. Indeed. <laughs> which means that we can Very afford. Very few people agree to come means, on. Yeah, no one. They, they don't want to come. So, which means that we can afford. We can afford. Okay. Um, so have I got, got the got entire you. guest budget now? Yeah, right, you've got okay. it all. You right. are going home with a new car. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got you a gift there. That's the first Ooh. one. Let's have a look. That is... Oh, my God, it's, it's a, a severed finger. It's a, yes, it's a lucky uh, Danny. Yeah. Um, it's Hannah's toe. <laughs> uh, Walk it with a limp. <laughs> black, it's black, a crystal. It's a crystal. It's black, a crystal. Black, from black Brazil. tourmaline That's from Brazil. That's there for protection. Wow. So there will be no dying in the barber's shop chair today. Okay. We just figured, Danny, you, get, you hear so many of these stories. We don't want an no. evil spirit to attach no. itself to you. No. Um, so this... Crystal looks a lot like a lump of coal. It does. <laughs> and I'm going to get you a satsuma later, and that's your Christmas present. <laughs> then we can tell Victorian ghost stories. Um, no, that's there to protect you. Every guest that's come on here has had, has had a crystal. Okay. And let me tell you now, yeah. every single one of those two people is still alive. So I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm now news. further agonised, because I feel like if I lose this crystal, it'll bring me oh, back. Oh, no. We've given you a lot of anxiety. Oh, yeah. in this. <laughs> well, in this, this short one, time this we've been... a little bit less ominous. Okay, okay. That is... Um, I'll just wait for you to open it first, and I'll explain what Okay, all right. This, so this is for your throat and your mind chakra because you're doing a lot of live shows. Yeah. We want your throat to be all right. Okay. Yeah. Your voice sounds quite ominous. Wow. We want your throat to be. Wow. Terrifying. And that is a that's a oh, sapphire. Wow. Sapphire. So okay. as long as you don't lose any of those, if you do, you're in big trouble, and we can't do anything. Wow. About wow. But you know. <laughs> yeah. So just keep that so in mind. Just make amazing. sure that's your wallet keys. Sapphire tourmaline. That's, that's great. What, what is the, the further lump of plastic that's arrived? Is that no, like that's a display just stand? Landfill. I think that's yeah. a stand for Yeah, that's just, we just try and recycle, really, Danny. I, I will display my sapphire. That's display great. Display it. Um, but yeah, we can pick one for you, absolutely. Shall I go? I think you should, Hannah. Okay. We, maybe we're dabbling too much in it because we, we well, do Ouija boards listen, on it weekly. Just to let you do, know. Do both. you really? We do them quite Yeah, we do them quite Oh, wow. So we never cleaned it. I. You've got yeah, a dirty we, Ouija well, board. We, we, dirty Ouija board. <laughs> we had a dirty Susie's dirty Ouija board. Yeah, it's <laughs> <Ouija>. <laughs> now that's a podcast, isn't it? Yeah, welcome to Dirty Ouija board. <laughs> Susie's dirty Ouija board. We went on a ghost hunt with a lady called Psychic Tracy, who's oh, yeah. magnificent, and okay. she was like, you've never cleaned your Ouija She made us feel really bad. It was yeah, like a teacher. Yeah. Like Are we talking about swag. psychic cleansing here, or, or uh, actual cleansing? Well, we thought it was psychic. I think an actual like, wash, actually, Danny, just, yeah. lots just a of bit dirty, yeah. Um, I, I had an amazing Ouija board moment recently. We were doing a live show, and um, I said, has anybody had a, a, an experience with a Ouija board? And two women put up their hands sitting next to each other. And I was like, wow, that's a coincidence. Two of them both sitting next to each other. And um, one of them starts saying, um, yeah, so I just want to say to all my friends um, who uh, ever did Ouija board with me, it was me. I faked it all. It was me always moving it. And the other, the other woman next to her just slowly put her hand <laughs> down and just went, oh, oh my God. 
Uh, and, and she'd had this amazing story to tell about how they'd contacted lots of people and then she realised it was no all fake. Oh, that's so yeah. It was kind of heartbreaking. And she oh, sort of turned to her friend and so went, how, how, how could you not have told me that all these <laughs> years? I asked for my hand of them at yeah, the live yeah, yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. The heartbreak of the lowered hand. Yeah. I remember, the, the, I mean, everyone's got one of these stories, but I remember my granddad saying, my granddad used to be a very um, straight-laced kind of guy, you know, always wore a suit, working very hard, like, no nonsense, none of that. But if you ever mentioned a Ouija board, he would just go white and he would just say never mess with things that you don't understand and he, he he he'd done one with his friends he never went into details but he was like the consequences will be horrific never do one yeah, and i obviously well, completely well, agree well i mean that. i i think you know the consequences don't have to be paranormal do they if no. the consequences get in your head yeah, and kind yeah. of lodge in your head that idea of um transgression of us opening a pandora's mm. box is such a uh, you know, it, it, it really eats into us as human beings. Yeah. So many horror movies are based on that idea that you've done the thing you shouldn't do. Yeah, you, know, you crossed a line. Yeah, and yeah you no played the videotape in the yeah. ring. Or have you seen It Follows? Oh, the STI that. Yeah. Um, no, oh, yeah. I've not no. actually seen it. Sexually no, transmitted seen horror. Like, you know, yeah. if you have sex with the wrong person, this horrific thing will follow you forevermore. That's a bit too real. Yeah, it's, it is. I know. It's like a, <laughs> like, oh, a no. very modern uh, kind of. Like yeah. sexual health. Absolutely. School. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that freaks us out the idea it's our fault. You know, we, we yeah. can get away with it being somebody else doing stuff to us, but when it's our own fault, it's horrible. That poor I woman. My, um, I'm so sad I, for her. I think I've, sent, I've said this on the pod before, but I remember my mum saying she went for. I think a tarot reading, or maybe it was a palm reading, I can't remember. But she she was in her early 20s and this woman looked at her hand and said, you're going to die young. And I think that's so irresponsible yeah. to say that. No, totally. And she said she's never forgotten it. And she was like, don't, she's like, please don't go to any of these people because it will, she said it lodged in her no, brain. No, it's, it's horrific. Yeah. It's horrific. Uh, uh, someone close to me uh, was on a, you know, gap year going around the, the Far East and uh, went to a fortune teller and they um, looked at his hand. And they said, you will get divorced. And he's never married his partner. And I think that that is a factor. I you bet know, she's that, like, yeah. you, you That's so you know. weird, isn't it? That yeah, we take, yeah. like, you can yeah. be as sceptical as you like, but you go, ooh. Yeah. Mm. Oh, there's something in it. I mean, Madam Maggie, who's like, anyway. Yeah. Let's not go into Madam Maggie. Hannah, pick okay, a tarot. Let's pick a tarot. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my eyelash just nearly stuck to my face. <laughs> Oh, this what? is a very jovial person. Oh, good. It's See? the Page of Swords. The Page that of Swords. That can't be bad, that can't can be it? Bad. Look at that. Look at yeah. those colours. Oh, like we're fine. Danny. Yeah. That you've got the same colour jumper. Wow. That's quite weird. There we go. And, and that's sort of, you holding a sword. Strapping yellow. Tights that's you lopping your own hair off. And he, he's got a big chopper. Um, a big he's got a, a big really, a really big sword. Dye your hair blonde <laughs> today, yeah. definitely. Okay. Okay. What people would say. Okay. Right, the page, the page of... of swords. Okay, let's. That's a, that is a bit weird. That jumper, thing, situation, isn't it? That yeah. I think you've some. Okay, who's a colour for colour? Who's the page? Let's have a look. This is this is one of those things again where I can't find the. Um, we should be better versed in tarot, if I'm <laughs> honest, not. but we're not. We've got absolutely no idea what I've we're doing. We've just got this little book that I rely on. We, um, oh, hang on. Now it's the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, Christ. Okay. Do you want me to Google it? Yeah, could you? Page of Swords. Oh, I've got him. Oh, you've got oh, here it. Go. Okay. I've got right, him. Go okay. I'll brace myself. Okay, this means <laughs> death Don't at the, the salon. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So the Page of Swords resembles someone who is full of energy oh, and yeah. ideas, eager to share. It suggests a new form of communication. Ooh, like I podcasting. Think that's, yeah. <laughs> I think that's... What? Share, what a mad idea. Sharing stories. 
I think that's a bit. On I the think nose. I think that's absolutely apt. So, yeah. shall we kick off with? Um, mm. Would you like to hear a listener story? I would. And then we're going to decide after what you think. Okay. Yeah. All we'll, right. we'll have your expert opinion. Okay. Okay. What you think's no, going on? We don't have your lovely team of skeptic and believer, no. but anyway. maybe we can. Maybe we can. You know, we're, step we're both in. quite skeptical, but yeah, yeah, all right. I can play any side. Um, okay, this is from Sabrina. Okay, <clears throat> this is a true story and the only paranormal experience I've ever had. I always thought I was a skeptic when it came to the paranormal, but this has swayed my opinion. My son and I lived in a lovely two bedroom ground floor flat in Upton in Dorset. We moved into the flat in September 2019. My son was just under three at the time. The first couple of months in the flat were great, nothing to report. That December was my son's third birthday. He got a pop-up circus tent as a present no, from I'm his sorry. dad. You're already going to get home. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best. Grim. Absolutely it, vile. It came with clowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is completely your fault. <laughs> uh, he loved it, and as soon as he had opened it up, he wanted me to put it up in his room. He would play in it all the time with his teddies and blankets having a blast. A few days after his birthday, I noticed he would talk in his tent. Assuming he was chatting to his teddies, I didn't think much of it. Except whenever I'd walk down the hallway to his bedroom, he would stop. He he can't see me in the hallway from his room and the floor under the carpet was concrete. Walking in the flat was pretty much silent and I could never hear what was being said. As I would get to this door and look around, he would be looking out of his tent with an adorable smile. Everything seemed fine. He would spend all his time in the tent, which, thinking back on it, gives me the creeps. Mm. I asked him about why he likes to spend time in the tent so much and if I could come in and play with him and his teddies. He looked at me sternly and said, No, Mummy, you can't. I asked why. My son said, Stephen said no. Oh, no. Not going to lie, I shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) You would, wouldn't you? I left it at that for a few days, asking my mum for advice. She isn't into the ghost scene, but is a lot more spiritual than I am. She had told me to ask some more questions to see if this was just your standard imaginary friend or something more sinister. The next day, I asked my son, what do you and Stephen talk about? My son was eating his dinner and replied, we talk about what I do at Shelley's, his childminder, and we play games and we talk about you, mummy. I was freaked out at the empire. What about me? I asked my son what Stephen looked like. He has a stripy suit and a funny hat. Wally. Like, where's Wally? <laughs> yeah, a bit like, well, I'm... Oh, going. yeah, you got... <laughs> it's me, I'm you Stephen. You would be terrified if your child was talking <laughs> to Susie, to be fair. <laughs> um, a stripy suit and a funny hat. Was he little like you or, or big like Mummy, I said. Old like Gruffy, his granddad. And he blows smoke like a dragon, he smiled. Oh, that's nice. My palms are sweating. <laughs> Is he nice? Smoker. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, this is not responsible. Um, Is he nice? I asked. Sometimes. He shrugged his shoulders and asked if he could go and play. I said, sure. He was probably tired from the day, as was I, and I didn't want to talk anymore. He was playing in his tent, as usual. I made a start on washing up from dinner. Our kitchen sink faces the window out into the communal garden, though no one ever uses it. As I was drying up, I stared through the window in an exhausted gaze when I saw in the reflection a figure. It walks behind me through the hallway into the lounge. I jumped and spun around, assuming it was my son coming to look for me, even though the figure was much larger than my three-year-old. I put my head into the lounge. Empty. I walked towards my son's room and stood in the doorway, 
there he was, playing in his tent like he always did. Before I had time to think about what had happened, a strong stench of stale smoke wafted into my face. Then, quick as it came, it was gone. I thought maybe someone was in the garden smoking outside the window, so I shut the small window that was slightly open and went back to the kitchen. After the bedtime routine, I kissed my son and put him to bed. As I kissed him goodnight, he said, Say goodnight to Stephen, Mummy. My eyes wide as I followed my son's gaze towards the tent. Goodnight, Stephen, I said. I looked back at my son. He smiled and blew me a kiss. I just sat down for the evening, book in hand, hot cuppa on the coffee table, blanket over my legs, when the lounge had suddenly become freezing. I don't mean your typical January winter evening cold, I mean inside of an industrial meat freezer cold. I could see my breath. I jumped up, checking the windows. They were all closed. I went into the hallway. The thermometer was set to its normal temperature and the radiators were warm. I walked back into the lounge. The warmth of the radiators hit me. That's odd, I thought. I was about to sit down. I thought I could hear coughing coming from my son's room. I got up to check on him. As I walked through and checked on my son, soundly sleeping, I almost didn't notice the shadow inside the tent. If it wasn't for the glow of the moon through the window, it almost consumed the whole tent. My body tensed, tears welling up in my eyes as I stepped forward, quickly pulling the curtain of the tent to the side. Nothing, just some teddies, a pad and some pencils. I sighed, I must be more tired than I thought. Then the stale smoke hit me again. This time it seemed to come straight at me from inside the tent. I stand up and gently pick up my son, sound asleep in my arms. I put him into my bed and I climb in beside him. I couldn't stop thinking about what he had said. I couldn't stop seeing the shadow in the tent, the memory flashing through my head. I kept thinking about all the weird happenings in the house and how there must be an explanation for all of it. When I hear my phone buzz, it's my childminder. Hello, I say. Oh, hiya. Nothing to worry about. I just wanted to call and speak about some things your son has said to me today. She said, worried. I had a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. Okay, I said hesitantly. Has your son ever mentioned Stephen? My childminder said. Oh yeah, he's been speaking about him lately. It's just his imaginary friend, I say. Who was I trying to convince, her or myself? Well, he's been saying that Stephen doesn't like you, she said, stammering as she spoke. What the fuck? I was shocked and a little disgusted. He told me today that Ste- uh, oh. he told me today that Stephen didn't like you moving your son in the night. He said he had to sit on the end of the bed and that he was angry with you. She spoke quietly as not to alert any of the kids in the setting. Oh my God, I said, sitting at my desk at work, trying to hold back tears. I spent my lunch googling how to get rid of a ghost. I felt stupid, but at the time, I was so scared to go home with my son. I phoned my mum and we went over to hers for dinner that night. I'd bought some sage from a little shop in town on my way. Good idea. Very good, get the, yeah. get the fucking and sage. some Himalayan rock salt Yeah, well. get, get the salt. Spray it everywhere. Um, you can't spray salt, but yeah. if you could. Um, I bought some sage from a little shop in town on my way and I planned on burning it when I got home. I mean, that's what the internet had told me to do. The article I read told me to speak to the ghost and tell them that they are not welcome and they need to leave bluntly and strongly. It's said to do it where there is most activity in the home. Oh God, that fucking tent, I thought. <laughs> fucking circus tent. I should never have got yeah, it. Burn the goddamn tent. Burn the tent. The this is literally intense. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. I know. He's a comedian. Oh, my God. Ross Noble, step aside. <laughs> I get home, put my son to sleep in my bed for the night. 
I light the sage and walk through the entire house, wafting the sage in all corners of our home. I then come to the doorway into my son's bedroom, taking a deep breath and telling myself, stop being a pussy. I walk in, sage in hand. I crouch down and climb inside the tent, leaving the tent curtains open so as not to smoke myself out with the sage. You are not welcome in our home. You need to leave, I said sternly and with conviction. I said it a couple of times, then I smelt it again stale smoke in the fucking tent I bolted out so quickly I picked up the tent dismantled it and threw it into the large communal bins I did not want that in my house anymore I had to explain to my son that the tent broke he was obviously really upset to cheer him up I told him we were going to take a trip to monkey world I don't know what that is but it sounds great I want to go to monkey world Uh, he's three he forgot he even had a tent after that news I was getting ready in my bedroom for our exciting trip my son playing in his room and suddenly I heard a blood-curdling scream come from my son. I dropped what I was doing and ran in. He was standing in the room, white as a sheet, visibly shaking. I rushed over, checking his body, thinking he fell off his bed or something. I hugged him and told him it would be okay and that mummy's here. As his head was resting on my shoulder, he whispered in my ear, I don't like Stephen anymore. Oh, God. After that, I terminated my tenancy and we stayed with my parents until we could find somewhere else. My son has never spoken about what happened in that room. And since we've left, he's never seen or spoken about Stephen again. Thank you. Love your podcast and I hope you enjoy my story. It still chills me to this day. Oh, oh my God. God. Bloody hell. So bloody hell, Sabrina. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I had serious shivers, multiple shivers. Yeah. They're very well read, by the way. Thank well, that was, you. Oh, that was I really well tried. Yeah, yeah. I was there like, Ooh. That was very that, good. That, that was um, quite something. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it gets to the heart of a, a real fear that all of us have, like, whether you are a parent yourself, mm. as I am, and you're frightened for your kids, or you, you, you know, you, we've all been kids, and you all know how it feels to be frightened as a kid. You know, just that, yeah. you know, kids there's a reason why kids now. keep coming up in ghost stories and horror stories. It just, you know, it's that really the innocence. Kind of, yeah, that horrible, horrible fear. Um, yeah, a, a child in danger. It's very affecting. Yeah, it is. And who the fuck is Stephen? Why is he blowing smoke in the tent? Smoking. Yeah. He's in my uh, head. He's some old circus no owner. And, and the, the uncertainty. I mean, I, I sometimes say the thing that frightens us most as human beings is uncertainty. Yeah. And um, yes. I think that um, you know, not knowing if this is a ghost or yeah. if it's something in his mind or you know what you know if it's like a real person coming in yeah, like, you yeah, know what yeah. is going on there the, the the film that has absolutely shat me up the most in recent times is the babadook have you seen that <gasps> oh, yes yeah. and, and oh, you, you spend the entire movie not sure if this is going on in the head of the mother or if it's yeah, actually a, yeah. a sort of horrible supernatural monster coming to get her and i think you know just uh, you know a- any parent has anxieties about whether they're looking after their kid properly bringing up their kid properly and that when that anxiety spills over into like you know is my house haunted you know, am I endangering my child by continuing yeah, to live in this house? Yeah, I know. House? It's just the worst trope. Kids are the yeah. creepiest. Kids are creepy. You kids know, and this is the so thing. I mean, creepy. this is the thing that we've got to acknowledge is that kids kids are creepy, absolutely <laughs> creepy. Yeah. And and they say weird stuff. Like my eldest son mm. routinely told me when he was younger that he'd been talking to Penguin in the night. And, oh, God. And pe- Penguin would come and talk to him. And, and it did get to the point where I started to feel like, is Penguin real? Because they, yeah. they tell it to you in such a convincing way and, and it's so visceral for yeah, them, yeah, yeah, my, yeah my nephew is will often just like go look up into the corner and go and you're like <laughs> yeah you stop that you little weird it was horrible or sleepwalking if kids sleepwalk and suddenly they're just oh, at the top yeah. of the stairs in the dark and, and night terrors are very common um 
you know, but let's let's put that to one side. Obviously, in any case, you're looking at kind of sleep related things, sleep related hallucinations, and certainly with kids' imaginary friends. But I mean, th- this this has a lot to it. I mean, this is a case that if this was coming my yeah. way for an uncanny investigation, I'd feel there was real meat on the bones here. There's a yeah. lot to it. Let's talk about the smell. The smoke. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the waft it, of smoke. It's interesting. I, I think smell is the most evocative of all our senses. Mm. It's the thing that plunges yes. us back. There's, there's one case that I did on my Haunted series a few years ago about a woman who smelt her husband's scent in her house. And it was Lynx Africa. And it, oh, God. And it was, oh, wow. It was this, you know, the, the sounds, you know, kind of, you know, just mundane almost comic yeah. you know but it, it just for her it totally evoked him yeah. and it was incredibly powerful it made her feel that she he was close to her you know it, it takes us back cigarette smoke is something that comes up in a lot of cases and what I would say is that I, I remember very clearly a moment in my teenage years where our house smelt of cigarette smoke and the reason it's not a cigarette smoke was because that cigarette smoke was actually coming through the walls of the next door house wow. from the students really? who lived there. And it was literally, you could you could see, they were having a party and you could see the cigarette smoke from their house in our house. It had wafted through. Oh my through. God. Yeah, it's mad. That but it, strong. It, it had wafted through the walls of this Victorian house, you know, leaky kind of, you know, um, cavities and walls and all that sort of thing. Yeah. It come through. You know, cigarette smoke is something that travels, you know, and all of us have had moments where we get cigarette smoke on our clothes from mm. being Yeah, maybe somewhere. that's true. My, my mum says often in our in our house, she um, she often, every now and then, she'll be going up into the attic and she'll smell cigarette smoke. And that's her only kind of paranormal thing. She's, she's like, I think it maybe is attached to someone who maybe used to smoke in the house. And I'm like, no, it will be coming in from somewhere. But... You know the neighbours aren't really around on either side, so but but like you said, it does travel. You know, I'm, and I'm being devil's advocate here. You know, I think yeah. the skeptic explanation would be, you know, where was that tent from? You know, yeah, was yeah. It, did she say it was second hand or, or modern? I can't remember. Like, but either way, you know, was it bought from somewhere where somebody had smoked, or you know, it's, it's a haunted you know, object. It's like the Elton. I was just we, say, we listened to like the Elton happened. episode today. Just like it's that, a bit I like thought. that. Maybe there's something attached yeah. to. The tent because we, 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 when they got rid of when they moved that that was that was it wasn't it they no, that nothing else they didn't experience anything else so but the, whatever was in the house was using the telephone to yeah 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 okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently yeah. that seems no no totally I mean but we bought a chair, I bought a chair from an antique yeah. shop uh, and and I loved it it was this brilliant kind of armchair and I thought well I'm gonna love this and it just it stank of cigarette smoke and I thought ah oh, it'll go after a while yeah. and it never did it Doesn't. always smelled of the person who'd yeah. sat in it and probably died in it you know and yeah. um and 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 eventually we got it reupholstered and finally the cigarette smoke went you know but but it's amazing how pungent and how um persistent cigarette yeah. smoke is it sticks around so i think that you could absolutely have an object that you bought that smelled of cigarette smoke and you might not clock it at first. Mm. I didn't really clock it at first with that chair. And then, you know, over time, yeah. it, it reached that. So I, I think that, you know, that would be the sceptic take on this. But, mm. you know, um, I think what, what's really interesting, what really is affecting about this story is the kind of consistency of the way the child talks about Stephen. Yeah. And and the the turnaround he has at the end when he goes I don't like Stephen yeah, yeah 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 when it starts to get sinister unless the kid is picking up on her energy exactly yeah which is possible can I ask a question mm. when you get um you know a story that you're like actually this is quite intriguing and you follow it further would in this case would you have spoken to Sabrina and and just had an interview with her yeah, I mean time? yeah I mean on, on our show yeah I mean we you know we sort of talk to people and we do the, the interview kind of fairly early on and and. Um, you know, and, just and then, try and investigate, more. and yeah, and get them to sort of tell it in their own words. And I think it's really interesting. I, I think you know the email is often the most kind of um, 
kind of factually correct version of telling it, you know, like yeah. because you've really sat down and you've really, really thought about it. So whenever we're doing the interviews, you know, the, the, the original email is always like the North Star, the kind of compass that yeah. we mm. use because that, that's, you know, somebody's had a long time to think about it, the chronology of it and putting it all down. So on. But, I mean, as, as human beings, we remember things by constructing a narrative you know like yeah. we, we um we do put things together and sometimes when someone's telling the story uh, i'm like oh actually in the email you said you know that actually happened in march not may or whatever and they go oh oh yeah you're right and you know how so you, you can't like unreliable yeah. how you remember it when you're yeah. telling it isn't always the way it happened and and i always think like a, a ghost story is about conveying the fear that you felt yeah. in that moment mm. to other people and so we tell it in the most frightening way possible. And there is a tendency to exaggerate, to kind of ramp it up, because you felt so frightened. Yeah, you want yeah. them to be frightened. You, you want, you know, you've got to process yeah. your fear. And so you try and... Almost to try and convince the reader. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. theory that you only ever remember your memory, isn't there? So you don't, you never remember what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yes, and as it gets more and more removed. There is a brilliant, there's a, a brilliant collection of short stories by Jeremy Dyson, who wrote Ghost Stories, you know, the, the yes. play and yeah, was part yeah, of yeah. the League of Gentlemen, the, the non-performing member of League of Gentlemen. And he wrote this uh, book called Never Trust a Rabbit. It's a great collection mm. of short stories. And one of those short stories is about a man who is cursed by a magician, I think. And he, he, the curse is that he will always remember things how they actually happened and not how he would like oh, to remember yeah. them. Oh, wow. and, and it's, and it's that kind of brutal thing that he That's remembers horrible. it in all its kind of, yeah. you know, embarrassing we end kind up of warts the and all things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, we, we construct things in a more favourable way in our heads, you know. Um, wow. But, you know, I, th I think that's interesting. But, uh, you know, I... I you know, I, I'm kind of giving the. I find myself in the unusual position of without a skeptic expert here. I'm giving the. Skeptic yeah, I know, side of this, Danny. But, you've got the skeptic hat on. But, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think you kind of have to when you're looking at these things to take them. You have to kind of give yourself both. Yeah, yeah. Both I mean, sides. I mean, I, I, I do think I, I'm not in any way dismissing Sabrina's experience, and I, mm -hmm. and I think there's there's absolutely loads to this, and I think you know it, it's a case really worthy of investigation, and that um, it's it's deeply unsettling, and I think. Having a child at the heart of it, it's very, very easy for sceptics to dismiss that. They, they can say, you know, it's just a child's yeah. imagination. Yeah, yeah, Children yeah. imagine things all the time. But there's also a counter-argument that, that we are more receptive when we are our kids and we haven't yet crossed into a thing where we sort of close ourselves off yeah, to absolutely. these things. And, and when I look back, even not as a kid, but as a kind of young, kind of in my early 20s as a student, I look back at, I found the letters that I wrote when I was a student to some of my mates in my attic recently. And... It was like seeing a different me, like yeah. a totally different person. I was this sponge, so receptive to the world, so excited about the world, just lapping it up, soaking stuff up, this kind of amazing sensory overload of just being alive and experiencing mm, things. Yeah. And now I'm jaded and you know, horrible and <laughs> no, you you're know, not. ground down. Well, that's you know. But, um, but um, I, I, it did make me think that, you know, I, I get a lot of emails from people who, who are students when the paranormal, you know, what they believe was yeah. paranormal happened to them. And I do think, you know, you could argue anxiety, you could argue imagination, you could argue all these sort of things, but you could also mm. argue an openness to things and that maybe, you know, we, you know... Because you're in that explorative... Yeah. Explorative? Is that a word? Yeah, yeah, explorative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that old quote that there are Phase. things known and there are things unknown and in between are the doors. Mm. Maybe the yes. doors are just a little bit more open when we're in those stages. Yes. I absolutely love that. I love that, yeah. That? Hello from Canada, Ghost Huns. And Danny Robbins. Hello, hello back. <laughs>
<laughs> I am so in love with your podcast. One day I shall join you all for a show and che- teach you some slang because Susie has no idea what's going on with slang. Um, <laughs> but until then, I have another ghost story for you. Oh, I call it The Weekend of Hell. Uh-huh. Oh, dear. In a small Newfoundland town where valleys cradle secrets and mountains stand tall, my <laughs> weekend of horror unfurled like a tattered tapestry. Oh, wow. Oh, stunning. <laughs> the imagery. Gorgeous. Friday. The air was thick with the scent of pine as my parents, lured by the promise of darts and drinks, the classic activity. Darts and drinks. Darts and drinks. Okay, that actually right. sounds great. That does sound okay. great. I mean, me, with a, after a bottle of Chardonnay with a dart, <laughs> I, don't yeah, think clear. So. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, ventured to a friend's house. Their laughter echoed in the streets, leaving me with an irresistible urge to follow. A house nestled on the fringes of the town, sitting atop a small hill became the stage for our nightmarish play. Very Edward says a hand, isn't it? <laughs> as the night swallowed, this is where Hannah starts laughing. Oh, there's a Hannah! Thrilled. This is where Hannah starts laughing. Oh no, that's what? me! Oh, I thought there was a character in it. Hold on. It's the night swallowed. Apparently, that's where I start laughing. That's my community. Okay, okay. Tale, apparently. <laughs> By daylight, we are a group of unwitting youngsters. Evan, Shelby, Stephen, Sarah. Found ourselves alone. I pet another Stephen. I know. Weird. Our parents departed town to continue their night of dance, music, and drinking. <laughs> music has now been maybe your 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 band could have been the backdrop to this. Um, <laughs> this person is Evan. You've assumed quite a lot of me here. Um, in the dim recesses of the basement rec room, our fate took a malevolent turn. The Ouija board, and then in brackets, Hannah will start saying, "Fuck no, not this shit." <laughs> Well, you've said My it now. My vocabulary is so <laughs> A Ouija board covered in darts. A Ouija yeah. board and fingerprints. <laughs> and yeah. Horrible, dirty Ouija board. An balls. ancient oracle of the occult beckoned to us. <laughs> in the dancing of flickering candlelight, we posed questions to the ethereal void. How long ago did you die? The planchette moved with an unseen force. A hundred. That's pretty good, isn't it? What is your name? The room filled with silence as Lucy was spelled out. Lucy's words revealed a tragic demise, a sinister push from the hill, her house sat overlooking the road. As we sought further confirmation, a deafening bang erupted from the kitchen above. Knives once sitting on the counter lay scattered on the floor, an unsettling testament to Lucy's presence. In the hushed aftermath, we queried Lucy once more. Was that you, Lucy? Her spectral affirmation lingered. Leaving us to... I don't think I can keep doing these long words. <laughs> There's leaving a us, lot of adjectives, lot of, isn't it? So <laughs> descriptive. Leaving us to abandon the Ouija board, oblivious to the pact we had unwittingly forged, because you can't abandon a Ouija board. As we know, no. you cannot. Yeah, if you open the door, you've got to close it. Yeah, you do. You have to. You can't leave that. Saturday. As nightfall painted the town in deep shadows and the four of us found ourselves once again ensnared in a web of supernatural intrigue. Evan, if you're not a writer, honestly, <laughs> you are wasted. It's, it's like you've swallowed a dictionary. It's very po- point horror, this, isn't I it? Know. Yeah. I love point horror. Oh. We love point horror. As our parents danced in the towns... So these are on like a 24-hour bend of the parents. It's Friday. <laughs> yeah. Just the playing darts. Darts non-stop. Darts there we go. Yeah. They look like that lad in the page of swords. Yeah, <laughs> throwing... you know that's very true. Yeah, now it's moved on to like axes <laughs> just throwing them at each other um, as our parents danced in the town's nocturnal embrace we opted for a different <laughs> brand of terror cinematic horror oh my god the flickering light of the television cast ominous shadows across the room as we delved into white noise which was released in 2005 midway through the film the bedroom stereo system dormant until then burst into life a cacophony of music I'm gonna get you by bizarre ink reverberated through the wall have we heard that 
Do we know what that is? I'm going to end up. I'm going to get. I don't think. Do you know it? I'm trying to think. Um, I'm going to get you by who? Bizarre Ink. Bizarre Ink. Are we able to listen to it? Oh, yeah, that's... I'm going to play it. Yeah. So I'm going to... Can, can, can we use Spotify we? to listen to it? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's so okay. on brand, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Oh, we will do that. So, there we go. So they're all... So Neatly segwayed there. They're watching White Noise. Yeah. The, the stereo starts playing. Oh, it's just so it's seamless. Bizarre Ink. Oh, hang on. Okay. Shall I What's it on? called? I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you Bizarre Ink. Here we go. See, I bet if it's... Spotify can't play this right now. The track isn't available on your device. Oh, oh okay. that, that I mean, that is paranormal. That, that is yeah, weird. Yeah. I mean, that, that track would have been available until... Their entire back yeah. catalogue is available apart from that one well, song. That, I mean, that's not a coincidence, is it? That's weird. Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. The stereo, a complex labyrinth of buttons and CDs, played the third <laughs> dick... Third dick? I don't think that's... I think that's what a typo. What is going on? Play played the, f- the third song on an endless loop, the lyrics taunting our frayed nerves. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Racing down the dimly lit hall, I reach for the power button, only for the system to abruptly fall silent, as if mocking my futile efforts. In a surreal twist, I powered the stereo back on, only to find it playing the radio at a normal volume. The echoes of, I'm going to get you. Oh, oh that's quite nice. I like it. Don't know it, but it's not creepy, is it? it it's a very upbeat track to be haunted by. <laughs> yeah. Makes it even creepier. Oh, oh I do know that. Of course, I know that song. Yeah. Where does it say I'm gonna get you? Are you sure this is the right song? Oh, I do know this song. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you were going to be haunted by that, you'd want to ideally slow it down, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, no, yeah. Like, why waste yeah, your time? Yeah. You know you're going to be mine. Yeah, so like, I'm going to get yeah. you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> um, so the echoes of I'm going to get you faded into the abyss, leaving us to okay. grapple with the unsettling reality that the weekend held more horror, horrors than our minds could fathom. The end. P.S. This all happened about 20 years ago now. Hope you enjoy it. Regards, Evan. So, uh, wow. I, I, I have to be honest. I got slightly lost in all the adjectives there. There was, yes. there was a kind of yes. a sort of a, a, a cloud of adjectives Completely. that floated in front yes. of my eyes. But um, but you know, a very interesting story. And thank you, Evan. Is obviously, yeah. a very talented. No, no, guys. thank you, Evan. That was great. Mm. Um, uh, so he felt that he opened a portal with the Ouija board. Yes, and that the the spirit was communicating through playing this track through the stereo. Yes. Bizarre. The and day after. Ink. And whilst his yeah. parents were on a massive darts and drinks yeah. but, um That's you know, the big takeaway. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, what's interesting about this for me is that idea of haunted tech. And um, yeah. and I, I I kind of think like, you know, we've we've grown up, you know, for, well, for like, you know, generations, we've had a vision of ghosts, which is Victorians in smoky mm. train platforms yeah. and gaslit streets and so on. And we tend to think of ghosts as an old thing. But actually, I, you know, I love the idea of ghosts haunting modern locations yeah. in modern ways. And if you are a human being and you die, why, why would you not come back and yeah, use the things used in life, communicate, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, use the labyrinthine stereo, all that kind of thing. But um, I, 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 I've had a few cases where people feel that you know, kind of music devices have sprung to life. Um, yeah, you know, or like pl- Alexis playing things going again off. And again. Yeah, and like, Alexis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we, we had a case on the TV series, the Uncanny TV series, um, The Oxford Exorcism, the mm. third episode, where mm. some, you know, some students were kind of haunted by an, a, a tape player that wasn't plugged in playing 
to them in a kind of really loud, really terrifying way. The thing is, it does make sense to me because we've had this conversation many times before and I'm sure our listeners are bored of hearing it, but... I, if ghosts are real, I think they're going to come in the form of energy, and scientifically, one day it will be, it'll be proven that this is how, and this is how energy kind of transforms. Mm-hmm. And it does make sense for energy from the past to use electrical things to communicate, doesn't it? Yeah, surely that does make sense. Well, I, I think just you know, for me, it's all about communication. Like you know, if, if you're coming back from the dead, it's presumably because you want to communicate with mm. the living. And, or scare um, the shit out of it. Yeah, and, and how do we communicate? As human beings, we I, 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 we are absolutely obsessed with communication. Yeah. We do it non-stop, and we've kind of refined it now in, in our present times to this um, mad level where we just, you know, we, we just communicate the hell out, of, hell out of our existence, don't we, basically? Yeah. You know, SMSs, DMs, you know, yeah. everything. Yeah, social media spirits. I and, mean... and, yeah, and even like to the point of reading body language, you're interpreting stuff all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Why would ghosts be so bad at communicating? Yeah, of course, mm. they know. Yeah, I, I, why why are they so vague? This is the thing I've never got yeah. it. I, I remember going to watch a medium in a theatre, and it, literally he was kind of like, you know, I'm getting a name coming through. It could begin with B, or it might be D, or perhaps it's G. And you just think, what? <laughs> yeah. what, what why yeah. would you do that? Deborah, like, don't you know, forget to put the bins out. You yeah. silly, forgetful dickhead. You know, you've got you've got. <laughs> Limited time to get a message through to your wife who's sitting in that medium's mm. audience. Why would you play crazy games like that? I know, I know. Which does make me quite sceptical. Unless it's just hard to... to it's hard, You're using two different forms of communication. It's hard to decipher well, what it is. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, just, it just seems like there's a lot of smoke and mirrors around something that shouldn't be. I, I think the flip side is that, you know, maybe being a ghost is a little bit like, you know... You could link it to say people with dementia, that kind of idea of a fragmented a, yeah, personality. Or you're in a fog and yeah. it's like you can't quite get through. It's not as simple as just being in the room and trying yeah. to get a word across. And maybe that, you know, that knocking that picture off the mantelpiece or kind of pushing the cup across the table it is a sort of desperate attempt to get attention because you can't adequately express yourself. Yeah. But there's that, you know, the, the, the brilliant BBC One series Ghosts, um, you yes. know, the, yeah. the sitcom where, you know, the poltergeist character, the, the politician character, you know, can just about move something yeah. a little bit. You know, that, I, the idea of the frustration of not being able yeah. to adequately communicate. But the malevolence is the thing that I, I think, why would you come back and be that evil? Yeah. Like that, yeah. Ha- the, the uncanny episode Harry called. Mm, mm, that is like, that, yeah. was, that was like angry. That was, an ang- that was a really angry spirit. And that's a bit terrifying. They're like, you could be driving down the road in the middle of the night and you could see something that's actually... Because I'd imagine that ghosts aren't there to... They can't hurt you, they can't harm mm, you, they're not mm. physically there. But something that can scare you that much into... Yeah, I, I mean, maybe ghosts are angry. I mean, th- there's a vision of ghosts where they are everywhere around us and we can't see them or most of us can't see them. And we just ignore them in the same way that you walk past homeless people in the mm. street and you're, mm. you're deadened to it and you just ignore them as they ask you for money. You know, like, uh, I, you know, I... I think there's a vision, there's lots of ghosts out there desperate for our attention and and locked out of life, basically. Yeah, a a medium said the other day when we went on this ghost hunt and he said, actually, all of you here are mediums. Everyone is a medium. It's just that we haven't tuned our minds into the energy that's around us. Whether or not I believe him, but he was saying you can train, you can train yourself to start 
But I think that but I think you can see that from a skeptical point of view because you know if you're in a room on your own and you're scared mm. and it's dark, you will see shadows in the corner. Mm-hmm. You'll see a man with a hat on because yeah. that's the that's the shape you think you're gonna see. The mind is such a crazy thing that I don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom no, of it no, until scientific. But also, we're not going to get to the bottom of it today we're uh, because we've run out of time. Danny, thank you so no, much. Well, thank you very much oh, no. for and joining thank you the ghost house for their stories that you um, sent in. Quickly, before we let you go, mm-hmm. um, how you know? Obviously, you said you've you've got your superstitions. Totally fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about looking into a Charlotte Tilbury makeup palette and saying <laughs> Bloody Mary three times? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got your Christmas You don't have to. Um, you've got tourmaline on I, your side, but I, listen, the options there. I, I, I literally wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm. You wouldn't. So, so superstitious. It's ridiculous. I, I think it's um, kind of ludicrous, really, given my stance, <laughs> stance as a as a, a skeptical person. But I, I'm very susceptible to that. I, I, I've had to stop reading my uh, horoscopes. Because really? I, yeah, because I used to read it and then think that it would happen to me. And um, oh, gosh, uh, you know, and yeah, what I, star I, sign are you? I'm Virgo. Same. Yeah. September twenty second. I am. Oh, I'm twentieth. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I you're just... on the cusp though. You're, a, you're a cusper. There's no need to be cruel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, 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 I am. I am. I'm a cusper between Virgo and Libra. Um, yeah. f- funnily enough, um, Tom Felton, who was in my play, who people will, might know as Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter, um, uh, he and I share a birthday, and he, he said to me, um, you know, like, why did I choose the title 222 for my play? And I said, I don't know. I don't think there was a reason for it. I just wanted to choose a, a time that you know people wake up at night. I think I sort of chose it fairly randomly. And I went, well, I, actually, I suppose like 22 is my lucky number. You know, I tend to book row 22 on a on a plane or, you know, just... And I went, you know, it's because it's my birthday, September 22nd. He went, no, shit. My, yeah. my God, that's my birthday too, September 22nd as well. And we were like, whoa, that's wow. a bit strange. But then now... All we send each other these messages where we constantly find ourselves in situations with the number twenty-two. So like, I'll be like randomly in twenty-two in a hotel room, or like you know, sit, sitting on a seat mm. in the theatre, which still is twenty-two. See it we keep seeing this all the time, and we sort of talked ourselves into this now, and there's a kind of significance of twenty-two. But oh, I, I do really? wonder, as, as human beings, you tend to kind of we look patterns, for significance. Yeah. We see patterns, we see shapes in yes. the clouds, we yeah. see you know the face of Jesus in a slice of burnt toast. You yeah. know, you're kind of <laughs> constantly. Yes. I'm still waiting to see it. Jesus in a toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Just yeah. quickly before you go, you have, you're on tour. Yeah. There are only a few tickets left. Your book as yeah, well. Yeah, tell us about now. that. Yeah, in, Into the Uncanny is my book. Um, and yeah, go, go out. And once you've stopped listening to this podcast, go out and buy it. Almost yes. trance-like. Walk out yes. of your house in a trance and demand the book. We at your are, local yeah. Yeah. Manifest that me, book into your life. Give yeah. me the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the uh, band call yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Otherwise, Danny um, Robbins is going to come and get you. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely will. I'll appear in, I'll appear in your mirror, don't you worry. Um, but um, uh, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a book uh, which has brand new cases in, never told anywhere. They're not on the podcast or on telly or anything like that. And it's also quite a personal book. There's a kind of autobiographical element to it of me talking about why I got interested in the paranormal and some kind of quite deep and painful and personal reasons, yeah. you know, fear mm. of death and all these sort of things that um that have led me into it. And I think hopefully things that will resonate. So Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Go and get you it. Know, do go and get it right now. And book and, 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 and the podcast is, is out there with doing <clears throat> new episodes. And the plays of the podcast. on tour as well. And the, yeah, two twenty two ghost stories on tour at the moment as well. So oh, it's absolutely you, know, you have to go and see it. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. thank you yeah. so much. This, this has been, been an absolute pleasure. It has a pleasure. A pleasure and an honour. Yeah, thank you, Beyonce. Does that make us collectively Destiny's child? Oh my god, she's Michelle. Oh, for fuck's sake.
say. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll thank see you next you so week. Much, Hope Danny. you enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you, Danny. Thank Casper, you Danny. Bye, bye, bye. 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 Thank you. <laughs>